Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. Happy New Year to you. I hope you had a good break if, uh, if you're like me and you worked as working at Sky Sports. Hopefully uh, that went well as well. Pleased to say uh, we're back on the podcast with one of our erstwhile guests from the back end of last year, uh, James Golden, fitness pro at Dalesford Farm, ahead of uh, an event we've got this weekend. I'm hosting at Dalesford uh, Farm, Men's Health. How to take control. I'm hosting it. I kind of need to take control myself a little bit. I think my wife's aware that I'm going to try and take control, but uh, it's all about health, mental health, physical health, just feeling good, basically. James is here, and so is uh, Anthony Asprey from the Whole Man Academy. Gents, Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year to all the listeners for Ved's podcast. Yeah, all uh, 2020. <laughs> good listeners, appreciate you uh, clicking on the button and being with us uh, still. We're, in, we're back in your, your room. It looked a bit like a torture chamber. You've got studio. a few apparatus hanging from, the, uh, hanging from the rafters. But James, you're the, you're the host of... I mean, I'm going to host the conversation because you guys are effectively the, the spokespersons on health this weekend. But you're the host here. You work at Dalesford. How much are you looking forward to, to this event? I'm very much looking forward to it, actually. It's actually very different because I would, uh, I would say that 90% of the clients I look after here are female. So to have a, um, a male-orientated event is going to be, actually, I think a real breakthrough moment for Bamford's because 90% of our bookings here are female. So that's great. We've got, <laughs> we've got a lovely men's Bamford grooming range and not enough people see it. So it's actually great that we've got a, we have a full room full of gents uh, all talking about health and wellness so yeah it's very different I'm really looking forward to it yeah Dalesford is a kind of pristine beautiful kind of organic farm uh, cafe retreat shop in the midst of the Cotswolds in a place called Kingham not far from Chipping Norton and, and Oxford and beautiful place and Anthony I suppose the whole man academy is all part of your process of looking after your health in a sense of getting out of London isn't it and, and getting getting close to, to nature and thinking about wellness. Yeah, I mean, I happen to uh, live very close to here as well, which I'm lucky to do. Um, and kind of I felt like I escaped from London a bit just because after working in the city for nearly 20 years, it started to feel like a bit of a, um, I don't know, a fairly toxic environment when you're at your desk for 10 hours a day, 50 hours a week. Yeah. Um, and you'd go, to, uh, you'd go to work in the dark, especially in the winter, and you'd come home and it was dark. Didn't get out for lunch at all. Um, and relocating to the Cotswolds and kind of changing my uh, business just meant that uh, you just feel like you're overall living a healthier lifestyle. Um, also, the air is a bit uh, cleaner, um, <laughs> which which always helps. There's less traffic and yeah. um, less chance of getting run over by a silent Uber. Did you get the, did you get the health benefits as well? It's interesting reading this, this thing, and I didn't know about it until I, I hosted the Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival about this hypothesis of biophilia, which is basically around trees, mm. you actually feel better. Did you notice that just in, coming out of London, that yeah. the greenery around here, because it is particularly green in the Cotswolds, isn't it? Definitely, I think, for, especially I mean, where we live, it's a fairly small little village, so you know, previously in London, we, we just looked onto other houses and you know, had a bit of greenery around us, but, but where we live now, you, you know, front and back of our house, you look onto fields and horses and trees, um, and there's currently a mole in our garden, which is quite exciting. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it just, I think overall, it's one of those that you do step out um, in the morning, afternoon, yeah. evening, and just feel like you're you know, breathing proper fresh air uh, as long as the uh, crops aren't being sprayed. Yeah. So it, it does, um, you know, it just it, it makes you feel healthier. And of course, when you're out, it just gives you more opportunity to you know, do stuff out in the open because there's so many long walks and you can go for runs. Um, and you know, just be part of nature as opposed to feeling like you're kind of just plodding the streets when you're in London. And it's also the ethos of that kind of move has inspired the whole Man Academy as well. I suppose we get to an age where we start thinking about how we're living and what we want to live and yeah. I guess how we want to feel. And, and the whole Man Academy is about giving men a roadmap because it's interesting you, you cite mindset on your website, but also I know it's identity, which I think for a lot of men is is pretty fluid. I'm not talking about our sexuality, yeah. but I'm talking about our... Um, we can our, talk more, about it if you more, want. Well, <laughs> we can, we can. Um, but more our roles. It is a new year. We can have a, a new transition. No, but yeah. um, it's, um, we're talking about our roles as, as men has changed, particularly since our father's generation, hasn't mm. it? Yeah, I think actually with identity, I, I probably hadn't thought very much about my own identity because I did the same job working in the city for so long that it, in my head I was... Um, you know, my whole kind of uh, life was based around what I did for a job, um, yeah. which is quite funny, really, because when I actually left work in the city, I was a bit lost as to I would if people ask you what you did, you'd revert back to oh well, what I used to do is this. That's what they say. Um, a lot of sports people struggle right. with that, that. I work with as well. Yeah. Once they retire, and they're 
probably their mid thirties usually. They've yeah. got a long life ahead, but it is you're confused difficult. about what to say. Um, and I used to find myself, and someone pointed out, but find myself, you know, starting off. Well, you know, I used to work in the city, uh, and you'd think, oh, well, that's that's in the past. So. Um, it's funny, I was at an event a few weeks ago and it seemed funny to be introduced as this is Anthony from the Whole Man Academy. Yeah. Uh, without kind of adding in the, but he used to work in the... And, and the Whole Man Academy is also something you sort of believe in and have set up, so it's different than just being a kind of a foot soldier in the city machine, isn't it? I yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's the, the Whole Man Academy, the whole ethos is about getting guys together to talk, which we know that um, you know most guys uh, struggle with actually having some kind of... Um, let's call it support network and actually mm. most of the chaps and we've spoke about this before but um, would probably go to sports events go to work be surrounded by guys maybe all the time mm. but not necessarily actually be honest about how things are yeah. going in their life Yeah. Um, and I know Matt our, our co-founder has said before a good example is often you might go to a gym and you'll maybe see not always but maybe you'll see the classes will be predominantly female and they'll be chatting to everybody else and kind of it's quite a social experience but the guys when you go to the gym will usually maybe have headphones on and just doing their own thing yeah um, which maybe sums up the way it, uh, the way it works for us guys at the moment it's, inter- it's interesting ja- well yeah you've got James has got um, or Anthony you've got two children and a new baby at home so I've just got the one who's five but steadfastly determined not to sleep through the night yet which is maybe uh, <laughs> time she's 21 but you've got you've upped us uh, four kids oh, a new baby at home as well You've just turned uh, forty, so you're going through a, oh, a whole God. a whole identity thing as well. Now. No, well, don't worry, we're not this far. Last we're not far behind you. So I'm not far from behind 2010 you. To 20, from 2010 to 2020, it's all changed. I've got married. I've had four kids. I moved to the Cotswolds. I celebrate my thirtieth in Vegas, and I celebrate my fortieth in Centre Park. So life is very different for me. You might need a you might need a break as well, mate. To be honest, now <laughs> for that ten years, what, what's 2020 to 2030 going to bring? That's no, amazing. It sounds like in the future. That. There's no if flying. Someone had said to me that's going to be your next ten years. I would never have. <laughs> thought that was going to be the, the case but there you go you never can tell sometimes but you but it's interesting because you're a health and fitness professional we met at Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival yeah um, you're on a panel there and it's interesting because the, the ladies have set that up Alex and Lottie for Alex who's uh, kind of the event manager of it and the person who stri- pulled everyone together she was motivated because her dad had cancer and was, yep. was trying to kind of um, look to be preemptive health so it's mental and physical but getting exercise uh, like Anthony says, getting social outlets and just mm-hmm. making men a little bit healthier, but also women as well. Um, but it's difficult sometimes when you work in the industry and you've got four kids as well mm. for you sometimes to try and be healthy and not be yeah. not be selfish as well. Because that's part of the debate, isn't it, now that we've got responsibilities as dads that perhaps mm. our dads didn't have necessarily. Yeah. It's trying to keep everything, find time for everything. That's it. I think routine's very important. I'm, I'm, I'm quite a creature of habit naturally and to establish routine in the in the sort of day-to-day, week-to-week, have dedicated family time uh, set in the diary, if you like, that's just naturally there and you, and you, won't, you won't tread on the toes of that. Um, but at the same time, it's trying to make time for yourself to be able to, to get those reps done, to get, yeah. <laughs> get a, bit of, you know, a bit of time on the road to put some, put some mileage in and, and keeping yourself um, you know, tuned into to, to life and, and not neglecting yourself. So it does present a challenge, but I think you need to obviously structure your week in a way that's going to allow you to look yeah. after all aspects of the obligations in life. And that's, that, is, that is part of the challenge. I think you have to become more organised as you become a parent and yeah. you move into a, a place where there's a lot more going on around you. You, you definitely struggle. I mean, I struggle with it. I worked this weekend and it was actually an instant at home this morning because I um, went for a swim uh, this morning at my gym and actually my wife got back to a couple of hours work and said oh so you went to the gym and you haven't cleaned up the kitchen and mm. I was like well <laughs> I have to feel I can clean the kitchen yeah. now yeah. I have to feel yeah. good before I can clean because I've been <laughs> at work until late last night so is that kind yeah. of but you have those debates and it seems like I don't know Anthony whether you find that with the whole man academy that women seem to be particularly with with parenthood a bit more nimble about still maintaining their their friendships and relationships and, and keeping a handle on everything yeah I think that's if there's one of the biggest kind of I say shocks to my life but it was becoming a parent, just uh, the obvious lack of sleep. Um, and I know for some of us, sometimes you can be really lucky and kids sleep through the night. We were really unlucky in the fact that our first baby just, I mean, for like a whole year, woke up a minimum six times a night. Yeah. I don't so, think it's that uncommon. Yeah, I, think so. we're a, yeah. I think we were We still went for number two and then number three. And then <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until we got to number four that actually our number four Starts was... Starts getting a bit more absolutely normal. Absolutely perfect. But, so, but, she's a dream baby. She just... 
more or less sleeping through the night. They're different, aren't they? Unique because some yeah. some babies do, and then you you invariably know the people who've got the babies that sleep through the night, and you kind of feel well, a bit hard done by. I think that's the if there's one <laughs> thing that I've learned from from my partner Emma and our kind of experience was that thank god we had a really healthy kind of lifestyle and emma's a nutritionist so it kind of helps that she's very good at a cooking and b kind of she'll chuck various supplements at me to take now and again yeah and i wonder what we would have been like if we hadn't have had you know such a healthy lifestyle because we really found it really hard you've got family around you as well haven't you? your family yeah quite close. um and it, it you know otherwise i think you'd end up having some kind of uh, mm. you know, special special moment. Well, James, I mean, James, you talk about fitness and stuff, but it's interesting because yeah. a guy I think you've heard of him performed three six five on Instagram. Yes, Dan Lawrence is. Um, he was just in the fitness uh, awards, wasn't he? Yeah, pro- possibly. I think he was in the, in the running for uh, fitness trainer of the year. But he works with a lot of boxers. He works yeah. with a friend of mine, John Ryder, who who almost and a lot of people are upset. Callum Smith in a super middleweight yeah. world title fight but it's interesting because I've got him on the podcast and you can scan down listeners to, to listen to that one but he talks about he works with Matchroom head of their performance centre with a lot of boxers a lot of world champions but he yeah. says he always assesses sleep as the first yeah. bit before he gets any training strength and conditioning routine mm. and he always looks at their hygiene yeah. because and we find out more and more about that aren't we? is that something you advise yeah. with, your, with your clients and something that Very I think so. is my biggest weakness because I work shifts at Sky and sometimes mm. I'm late sometimes I'm early sometimes mm. I'm going to bed at 2 sometimes I'm getting up at 2 or 3 and actually you think I've realised there's that macho thing of like we can sleep when we die mm. but for men sometimes we need to realise that we do need to yeah, prioritise it getting the basics right first and that essentially is getting sufficient amount of sleep being able to breathe properly you know it's it's getting the, the, the those those simple elements of a healthy lifestyle sort of tuned in if you like to, to some to, to getting the, the the pathway to a healthier body mm. we actually um, the, the process i take with with clients regularly is to actually carry out an analysis and a dna test on them to establish what their body requires for it to run efficiently mm. so that's from a nutritional perspective and from because that's a different. recovery perspective yeah. as well so if the body does need a sufficient amount of recovery or a certain amount of recovery to get to maximize the exercise they do or the activities that they're applying themselves to then that that needs to be taken into consideration so yeah i mean if we, we, we can't we can't get the best results from our training if we're five six hours sleep on a regular basis it needs to be a sufficient amount to allow the body to recover properly from the training mm. and it's, it's unique to everyone in terms of i think but it's interesting that matthew walker i read from the university of berkeley did some sleep research and he says that basically all but yeah. a tiny fraction while we sleep all but a tiny yeah. fraction of human beings need at least seven hours a night don't yes they? Which exactly sometimes you yeah. know it might have been scary in the past you do a late shift and yeah. you think oh, i'll get up in the morning and go to a meeting mm. you think yeah, i yeah. have four hours sleep or yep. something but yep. you, and you and you do that but then yeah. you think you're storing up trouble aren't you i suppose I and that's the things that we need to to maybe talk about i guess and that's what whole man academy has done as well that's it i think one of the things especially for the let's call it the young professional that works for example in a city like a, myself and a lot of my friends at the time would you know, sometimes be out till two or three o'clock in the morning with clients and then you would literally go to bed for maybe one hour or two hours yeah, wow. or sleep yeah. under your desk and yeah. then just carry on again and that, you couldn't slack off the next out, yeah. day and you know you might do that one or two nights a week sometimes yeah. and yeah, then you can go you know, come the weekend you would just kind of just feel like break. you need to yeah go to sleep well, the whole time and you wonder how much is connected to a lot of the discussion around mental health because it's interesting at sky yeah. they do a lot of this and they talk about our factors that make us susceptible. We work in an office without daylight. Don't have set breaks and stuff, mm. particularly presenters, because you're you're on air. But actually, you think sometimes we a lot of the mental health discussion about talking about things. That's great, but sometimes you think we need to sort of talk about how to get a plan to to live, so we don't get into that situation. Don't yeah. we? So a lot of this time, you think actually people who are depressed, they're actually just knackered or strung yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I would say it's a bit like when you first meet someone, you're trying to assess. Uh, let's call it their, you know, their mental well-being. You might ask them how quickly their mind is racing. Um, yeah. You know, let's call it like revs per minute. And sometimes you'll meet someone and they're just they've got so much going on. It might be that they're a parent and a businessman and are doing all these different things. Hmm. And I was liking it to like a snow globe that if you shake it up, that's what a lot of people's minds are like. And hmm. actually, you know, the first thing you need to get them to do is to try and let all the thoughts settle, <laughs> whichever way works. So I know James, you said you. You know, running for James meditation yeah. doesn't work for you but running does for yeah. some people meditation for some people um, five know, side football for me yeah, not, sport, that, not that I'm particularly fond of you right? yeah. yeah and just not that um, pomp, starting but. off with actually trying to settle your mind which is the first thing before you try and deal with all the other things yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's like building blocks isn't it you need yeah. your sleep 
Uh, you know, if you're not, if you're getting crap sleep, very quickly it's going to catch up with you. Yeah. Um, and then there's your diet, and then there's your fitness, and then there's all the other bits that mm-hmm. go with it, and technology and social media. And yeah. Do you think that's a key to Whole Mad Academy? Is it your thought is that is it basically trying to get that internal environment right, the happiness, and then mm. and then you sort of then you figure out what in the external environment, whether it's exercise or nutrition, you can then add add to that. But it's just getting a base zero. Of, yeah. I mean, of calmness. We, we want to. Um, for it to be, let's say, a living, breathing magazine for men. Hmm. So, as you say, it's it's not just that one, as we know, one thing isn't going to work for everybody. Um, everybody's got different uh, schedules as well and willpower. Um, some people hate sport, some people love it. Hmm. James and I could probably play sport all day <laughs> and not be bored of it. Other people find it really hard to even bother to go to the gym. Yeah. So we've, you know, we've had guys come in and do yoga with the guys. We've had boxers come in and talk. We've had... Uh, fighters we've had you know fashion guys we've got guys that are going to come in and talk about men's makeup which is always interesting wow um, I could also, probably talk about that after working there in well, TV it's, for a while you know, but not that I know how a to good, apply a good it. example is <laughs> where along um, is you know for men's makeup is firstly do you call it makeup and yeah. do you change it to either men's cosmetics or do you change war it to paint. different exactly war paint <laughs> yeah. and actually for a lot of guys you might know what it is but do you even know what to do with it yeah, um, which uh, sounds a bit like me when I was sixteen and started dating. And does it um, does it help you or does it make you more insecure? It's all debates that women yeah. have had down the years. But if it, I suppose if it helps you, you know, if you feel more confident in yourself, you know, with your appearance, you know, like it or not, for most of us, it's yeah. going to kind of maybe up your game a little bit we'll, day to day. We'll talk about David Gandhi in a second. Bringing James in on that topic is interesting because you work with fitness and you work with elite athletes who obviously don't have the motivational issues of, of exercise, but perhaps are looking to fine tune versus members of the public who do look to you for accountability. Like mm-hmm. I think for some of us, like say I've always not that I've been extremely fit, but I played semi-professional football and I've always been motivated to go for a job <laughs> or whatever myself. I don't necessarily need someone yeah. to tell me that. You'd probably be able to refine a much more yeah. exact program for me but I feel like for to being healthy and happy I can sort of do enough on my my own I mean is that the key we're not looking because blokes sometimes get a bit hyper about things don't mm. they they've got this consumerist world it's like I'm gonna buy a £5,000 bike and I'm gonna get all the lights and all the kit and I'm gonna do this and actually all you need to do is maybe go for a jog around the block and you yeah. don't need to to fancify it too much yeah. it's just about moving your moving your body sometimes to feel good you don't need to look like the guy on Instagram who's who's got every muscle showing that's it I, I think everyone's uh, lifestyles we're all very different and you know there isn't a one size fits all plan that we can we can um, apply to anyone and mm. say well that's going to be the, the magical way you're going to get those results that you're, you're, you're craving but it's establishing you know what's going to fit what's going to make um What's going to allow you to progress in the way that you want to, but without impinging and putting pressure where it's not, it's it, it's, it's going to end up just becoming a, mm. um, a, a, a very much feel, an uphill. You want to feel good, don't you? You don't want to feel like if you're working out, you're not still not as muscly as the guy is. Yeah. You know, the guy on men's health, whatever it might be. I think getting the basics right. I think if we if we wear a Fitbit and we're seeing our step count at three and a half thousand steps every day, there's 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 definitely room for improvement there. If we say the average of Japanese theory of 10,000 steps or half an hour of activity, yeah. if we're stuck in meetings and that's the case for three hours or we're at the desk for six, seven, eight hours without moving, yeah. we can make some basic changes there to improve that. So if we could double that step count to 8,000 and aim for that target of 10,000, it's setting those little goals that are genuinely realistic. And or, just, that, or just maybe if you don't want to digitise it, because I'm not necessarily big at documenting it, it's maybe just you, you figure out half an hour to go for a walk or half an hour for a job or something around 45 the block. 45 minutes maximum at the desk that we know we've got to get up out the seat for 10 minutes. Yeah. And we introduce that, and that happens four or five times a day. We know we're doing that for 40 minutes. You know, we're therefore we're reaching our kind of recommendation of, of, of half an hour of activity. And even yeah. that just can be movement. Yeah. That's where a lot of people just don't get those basics right. And we don't move enough. Movement, yeah. movement is going to essentially burn more energy and calories just measure of energy yeah. and then I suppose the whole point of the movement as well Anthony <clears> is that we're not necessarily looking to impress anyone but mm. we're actually just looking to feel good aren't we? that's the whole point of what we're here this is why the event how to take control is it's about yeah. that internal environment and realising that actually I went for a, a hike up on um, uh, Leckhampton Hill just outside Cheltenham brilliant views over Cheltenham <clears> the weekend we were, out, we were walking for about two hours and just felt like this glow afterwards you realise it's actually why you do it. It's not to say you've done it and to tell everyone you've done it on yeah, social media. It's, it's actually to feel good mm. inside. And when you get that feeling, it's wanting to keep that feeling, isn't it? Yeah, I think that the realisation for me was probably about four or five years ago, I got into doing obstacle course racing. Um, and I'd always played football and then I'd kind of broken my ankle and I just got a bit bit bored of 
I know eating your whole Saturday up playing <laughs> yeah. football, especially when you know, different partners at the time are like, oh, you're it's the whole, the especially whole it involves fifteen pints after exactly, yeah. and, and you ruin their day to blue water. Um, <laughs> so I ended up doing starting doing obstacle course racing, and what I realised with that was actually that it was you know like it or or don't like it. The phrase is that f- running, is it? Uh, so it's it's I like to call it it's, it's the obstacle course racing is uh, for want of a better word like tough mud. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which so most, climbing and that's swinging right. You and... need to be uh, able to you know run twenty miles, carry your body weight over things. You know, crawl, climb, uh, hang, do you know monkey bars yeah. and all the different. So you might things. Not, if you're listening to this, you might not work up to this. Uh, yeah, but it's <laughs> it's it's one of the biggest growing sports in the UK now because of course what it gives you is you can dip in and out of it. You haven't got to commit like you have with a football mm-hmm. team. You've yeah, got, you know you can. I was probably on average doing one race a month, which might be between. Uh, but it's just when you're available. You when you're available, but it else. gave you that something to train for. Yeah. But you objective. you couldn't just be a good runner because you'll fall on the you know yeah yeah on the pun on the first hurdle. Yeah. Uh, being your body weight, being able to actually do things like monkey bars, but you couldn't just be really strong and crap runner because yeah. you're gonna get found out over a twenty yeah. mile run. So it it gave you that something to train for and mix things up and eat well and sleep well mm. because you had that something to, mm. to train for um, and it culminated in um, appearing at the world championships with team GB like out in America when I was was I 36 but you know up to that point that wow. was four years that it gave me of, of training really hard Did you work in the city at that time as well were you? yes wow. yeah. so it was um, so you'd be up really early you know swimming in the morning and then yeah. gym in the evening mixing up between going out with clients and stuff but the important thing actually was was having something to train for. Yeah, um, yeah. it's because some people need that, don't they? Because I, mm. I, I, I did a level two, nowhere near James Golden's level, but fitness instructor course, and it was interesting because the, the um, instructor who assessed this was almost mm. a little bit um, cynical, but I understand it from his perspective, but he was saying about people who go to the gym and they just maintain, they do the same routine mm-hmm. year after year and don't have these goals, but actually I can almost empathise with people like that as well because A, if you're maintaining, you're not regressing, mm. and B, people, a lot of people do... A steady routine just because it makes them feel good but then like Anthony's saying some people just need to be galvanised by a specific yeah. target so people are, I guess people are different psychologically as well I think for people routine works I think if yeah. you, you can you can strike a something that you are engaging with and Anthony would give an absolute um, prime uh, example of, of his own experience that his objective he found putting um, obstacles in front of a, in, on a 10 mile route rather than just running a flat 10 mile yeah. which can be quite boring for people mm. and you lose concentration that's putting some scoops full up, of water upper and body some, strength yeah. and things like that in there as well aren't you and some mini lakes to run in and he's got he's got something that he's going to engage with and he's going to um, be more inclined to stick with it so he's finding something that is routine like that you can stick with and it's going to keep you interested and it's yeah. not going to be boring and mundane and allow us just to, to fall off the, the cliff of it after you know a four week six week window of starting the January yeah well it's that time of year where people start to think about That's changing it. don't they and, and manage it and making a change that you yeah. can fit was, realistically into do, doing it and, do what you find interesting yeah. if the gym is not somewhere you enjoy yeah. don't go yeah. find something that does work for you a team sport or something or yeah. absolutely well it's interesting a lot of stuff you're talking about you're talking about there with like climbing <clears> over <throat> obstacles and things like that and, and moving and mm getting outside and getting we're talking about getting sleep which I guess our ancestors would have done all of this because they'd have been climbing up trees and yeah, then not and scrolling then, Instagram and, yeah and sleeping when it went dark and you think sometimes it's almost like modern life yeah there's great aspects to it we've got warm central heating houses and all this yeah. sort of stuff and mod cons but sometimes we need to remember what our bodies and minds uh, need which I, is, is it's going back to like being animals again isn't it I sometimes? used to get frustrated because when I lived in South London we had a really nice uh, like big virgin active gym near us which is fantastic um, but sometimes on a Saturday if I was heading down there let's say to do a, some weights and you'd yeah. look and there might be like 15 running machines and all 15 running machines would be packed with people yeah. and there was a beautiful park right next to us and it'd be a sunny day <laughs> yeah. and there'd be no one in the park but a few dog walkers yeah. Yeah. and you'd just be like oh just just get out of sight yeah. like, and then you'd have people on the you know, sit on exercise bike reading their book whilst they're cycling. Yeah. And you're like, come on, let's, let's well, test outdoor, ourselves. Outdoors is huge, isn't it? Because all this research, we always, the things that we know instinctively, we need science to back it up. And now science is saying, actually, human beings feel better outdoors. You get serotonin, mm, which... Getting your daylight. Gets, it's the happy drug, isn't it? And then you yeah. get melatonin at night, you've been, which helps you sleep. So mm-hmm. there's all these things that, that yeah. are important. It's not just like hippie, wishy-washy stuff, actually. Yeah. It's better for you to, to go for a jog outside if you, if you can do it. Yeah, I think... Um, I tried to break up myself so that you, you know, you might be doing weights and you're doing different things, but actually sometimes just going for a, it doesn't have to be some, you know, 10 mile run, yeah. but, you know, 
when I first started doing obstacles racing, I literally was crap at running. I, was, yeah. I thought I was really fit, but I was football fit. <laughs> yeah. So I could run up and down in short yeah. bursts for 90 minutes. Yeah. But if you said to me, right, you're going to run continuously. It's always like a, specific, isn't it, fitness? Three lampposts in, yeah. and you'd be like, oh, I'm going to have to ease <laughs> up a bit now. But, you know, you learn to build up slowly and slowly. Yeah. Um, and I think it's funny when people think about saying they want to run a marathon, uh, usually say to people, you can run a marathon now if you really want to. If it was that important to you, if, you know, a member of your family was, mm. uh, you know, uh, a pain of death, you've got to complete it, you'll do it. Yeah. You'll, you'll do it very slowly, yeah. maybe. Um, and it's funny with marathons because often friends think that if you're going to run a marathon you need to do huge amounts of training yeah. um, but you know the body's capable of amazing things it's just a question of how, how, Eddie, how Eddie, fast you want to Eddie run Eddie Izzard didn't do any training around like yeah. 27 and 27 in Africa didn't he or well that's the thing you saw, days. Um, there's a great race called um, Man versus Mountain which is in Wales and you run up to the top of Snowdon and back down and I did it like I don't know three years ago and I'd never run more than 10k but we yeah. ran 13 miles from uh, I think it's Carnarvon Castle, 13 miles to the base of Snowdon and then seven miles up and down. Wow. And we did it in five hours. But my friends were like, oh, you must be doing loads and loads of miles. I'm like, no, not really. It's like yeah. just having good all-round fitness and I wasn't too fast. You also don't want to put too many, too much wear and tear on yeah. you before you do it. Well, yeah, that's, that's a controversial thing, so running's bad for you. Yeah, well, that's, it's, it's funny yeah, that running's bad for you. People hate it. To, but hate everyone's dreams is different. But some people yeah. are going to... Yeah. But, but it's funny because you say about running because um, I'm not a natural runner. I've never run that much, but yeah. I've always liked a 20-minute job. And part of the reason, especially mm. since I had a little baby, was that I mm. knew I could say to my wife, look, I've got my running shoes. I'm going to go for 20 yeah. minutes and yeah. be back. And I could get some... And, it, and I feel better afterwards, get the endorphins and everything like that. Whereas other activities like going to the gym usually are like two-hour mm-hmm. round trips. So yep. mm. there is an element that sometimes running, and I know it you love fits. it, it works well in life, doesn't it? I don't run as long distance as I once did. I think my concentration's probably not as good as it once <laughs> was. I tend to break my runs up now. So if I, if I go out and I'll take 45 minutes of my day, yeah. I often do it early. I'll often run for two miles. Mm. I'll do a little sequence of strength work, whether it be... A body resistance stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, I'll just hit a little tabata. I'll take a little timer in my back pocket. Um, often has got my earphones on my iPhone. And I'll blast out a little strength um, sequence. I'll do my next two miles. I'll have another little sequence nice. again. So I kind of go out with a bit of structure, but yeah. I'll, I'll have to break it up. And it's almost yeah. as if there's a check post at every two miles. Yeah. So rather than just going and running you, a flat five miles. Do- are you documenting what you do personally to progress or are you doing it just as a release to at, feel good? At this moment in time, um, I'm not training for anything specific. Yeah. Um, so you're doing it more for your well-being. Yes, and- just to keep myself in good health, in good working order. And to still prove myself mentally that I'm a fit and healthy person. <laughs> I've got no aspirations to run a triathlon or anything at the moment. Yeah. So you're not like necessarily tracking time. what you're doing and saying, yeah, I'm going to be realistic. You told um, me you could do 80 press ups, though, which is pretty phenomenal. Yes, I Message me. Oh, done. <laughs> that is oh, a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he said to you, how many yeah, press ups can you do? I was like, no, 30. And he said, oh, I could do 80. Yeah. So I've got to show you the technique. Yeah, but that's the, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the triceps. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that um, when people are bored. He's also very slim as well, he can't weigh much. You'd end up doing it where people would be in the office and you'd have like 100 guys on the broken floor and it'd be like, right, let's see who can do the most press ups. That's a masculine one way for someone who's you know, a guy in his 50s who hasn't done it to have a heart attack there's so many varieties of press-ups wasn't there where yeah. you yeah. hands and yeah, how, exactly. how properly you do it and yeah, how slow you is do that, it of those 80 how, how many, many are really yeah. good did you, did, you check, did your chest touch this it's all yeah. about the technique yeah, yeah. yeah for me but it's, it's funny because you mentioned the iPhone as well. I'm recording this on iPhone and always references yeah. point. Apologies to, to you listeners if it's boring, but I say that it's great because I can record this podcast on here. It's not as good as Joe Rogan's podcast in his multi-million pound studio. Yet. But not yet, but it's, it's a work in progress. Give me another 10 years. But he, um, but also like I, I know that I can do it and I can come here to you chats with a coffee at Dalesford and record it. So it's practical and there's great attributes to it. We connect mm. and we orientate our meetings on WhatsApp, which is great. But then... You, you said you mentioned you, you, when you do your workout and your body resistance stuff mm. on your run, you, you look at your phone and I almost need to sw- leave my phone as well, like swimming, because I can put my phone in the locker and then I yeah. go for a swim. How do you do that? Because there is great exercise apps on there, but then also mm. when you're on the, there, you can then also maybe delve into social media if you're in the gym. Yeah, I think that's, that's the, that's the danger for me. Um, I'm, I'm very old school. I've never used any kind of fitness app. Thankfully, I know enough about it that I, um, yeah. you know, I, I write what I want to do. Um, and I actually have, it sounds crazy, but it's called a notebook uh, <laughs> yeah. and, a, and a pen. I remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a little bit off the wall. Yeah. Um, but actually, funny enough, like this morning, if you've got your Monday to Sunday, 
I will sit there and actually write, right, today I'll get up at you know, 10 past five, I'll go in the gym and do weights. Yeah. Um, like Wednesday will be a little bit of yoga. Uh, I write down the days that I'm gonna be doing what I'm doing. And when I go into the gym, I'll put usually some kind of motivational music or I like and motivational speeches actually. Do you? Putting them on. Because if you're doing weights. Do you like Al Pacino on any given Sunday? Yeah, you know, that one, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's Six usually, inches in front of your yeah, face. That usually one. start, start yeah. with that one. But I just find that that's, that's one of those things that you, you know, you find what works for you, but I don't need high tempo music because generally no. if you're in the gym, you're doing fairly slow, heavy kind of, um, you know, weights time under tension. So having just kind of motivational speeches on just, yeah. just works. There's, or, a lot of, there's, a lot of things, there's a lot of things that work for men and um, women, like general things. But then there is this thing about we're doing this men's health specifically at Dalesford this weekend. It's January the 11th, this Saturday, 9 till 11. And, and, and the uniqueness of male is because the things like speeches, I have my wife mm. drive her crazy quoting like 300 and stuff like yeah. that, you know, Spartans ready your breakfast and all this kind of stuff. But you're right that those sort of things, Al Pacino, Any Given Sunday, Rocky Balboa, yeah. those films, those, those speeches, you listen to them and I'm like, I don't, sometimes before I go on air, it's guys yeah. to, buy, to buy me <laughs> yeah. up. And it just gives you that kind of, you know, it, it, it yeah, you, and women think you're a bit crazy, but I guess yeah. it's testosterone or something. I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I think it's like, isn't it? You've got to find. Yeah. 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 I'm the champion. What is it? <laughs> I did press ups before I got in there to weigh myself up. <laughs> what is it that lights your fire before? Yeah. Especially if you're going to be broadcasting. And I um, did a podcast with a couple of guys, it was a um, health and fitness lifestyle show. And you know, just beforehand, we kind of put a bit of music on and did a bit of jumping yeah. around because otherwise. Rocky, uh, anything like that, yeah, a bit of Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. I had a friend um, who used to play tennis competitively and he'd, he'd room me at uni and he'd put Eye of the Tiger on before he went out to play a match. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. whatever it is that floats your boat. Yeah, heart rate going. Yeah. But is it to you sort of, you're, are, you, are you quite skilled at, at using technology but switching off from it at the right times? So you're getting better at it? Because uh, we kind of grew, we grew up without it, sort of, and yeah. we got it in our I think teens and 20s, didn't that's we? That's the thing, especially with the Holman Academy. You know, we've got Holman Academy Twitter, Holman Academy Facebook, Holman Academy Instagram, and then you've got LinkedIn, and then you've yeah. got all your own personal ones. So I've got four email addresses yeah. uh, and three Instagram accounts. And wow. you have to be... Three Instagram accounts. It's, it's hard then because... Have I you got a topless it, Instagram account? Uh, just, a, <laughs> just a private one. Yeah. Um, they're all pictures <laughs> of you. Oh, um, <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's the thing. He's trying to switch off, especially because I work from home a lot. So, you know, you'll have your... Even today... I'm trying to do uh, work in my office and we've had to put like an extra lock on my office door because my little boy will want to come in and say, like, oh, can you come yeah. and watch, uh, come watch, you know, Paw Patrol with me? And I'm like, no. I'm... You watch, have you watched Bluey, the Australian one? That's quite no. good. It's about Australian dingoes. It's a Disney programme. No. It's worth, yeah. No. That's I'm, the best I'll, cartoon I've got so far. I'll add that to my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is hard, uh, you know, if you also when you're working from home. I mean, that's yeah. one of the things with the Whole Man Academy with... We spoke to a few guys who are actually working from home, much as it's got its merits, can actually be quite lonely. Mm. Um, because, of course, you know, for me, you're used to being in, let's say, an office for, for, for many years with hundreds of guys. So some of them might be idiots, but some of them are your great mates and some yeah. of them you have ridiculously good banter with. Uh, so when you work on your own, you have you know, levels of motivation. Sometimes you might get up from your desk and you're like, I just can't be asked for yeah. a minute. I just need to go and have my, another coffee. And you're right about the communication as well, is that you get, there's so many levels and mediums of communication now you've got instagram you've got email you've got whatsapp mm. you've got twitter messages direct you've got facebook messages at some point you have to actually be productive don't you yeah which yeah. you have to switch off from that so it's like i mean how do you find that james because obviously you're filming us <laughs> at the moment i am on multimedia you speak about candid, mobile can, phones you candid camera yeah. you're doing it you're doing it well but how do All you right. how do you um use the messaging and how do you because obviously you've got you with clients do you yeah. have a sp specific time you book your appointments that you do your admin and then you switch off from social I, media I go through phases of, of actually looking at my screen time and, and being mortified and it sort of brings me back to actually you've got to get control of this your screen time's over and above what it should be and you just get drawn into using your mobile mm. phone. Yeah. My pickups over the Christmas period was over a hundred, so I picked up the phone a hundred times. What's yeah. that? A reflex? Yeah. yeah. So and just sometimes check. it's yeah. just a check. Just checking. But it's almost on. It's almost constantly on your mind. They say now that research that we're more stressed if our phone's in the room. Yeah. Than we are if it's not, even if we're not like actually looking at yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I'm getting. I'm, I'm now trying to be more conscious of actually leaving the phone. Uh, uh, when I just come over to Dalesford and met you guys for coffee, I left the phone here. Yeah. Yeah because I just didn't want to have that phone around me where I'll check it five mm. or six times. But so you could have it, so you could email me. Yeah. What can I do? Yeah, because I've got WhatsApp messages from people that yeah. course just now, and it's almost like, we'll oh, get back have to you done your... I'll get back to yeah. them, that's fine. You know, I've got, got the message is going to be on the phone, it's not going anywhere. Mm. I just think a lot of us have got sort of very much absorbed with 
digital technology and it plays a huge part in in our lives. I mean, I'm, I'm, um, but however, it's it's main, maintaining some level of control with it. And which is communicating have, all the time. Aren't over it? the weekend was actually assessing our screen times. Yeah, it's push, it's push notifications that you have to be strict on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we started Instagram, I remember uh, Emma and I, you know, every time you got a like, you got a notification because you hadn't even oh, yeah. worked out. Yeah. You know, and if you put a post up and you got 60 likes, yeah. you know, it'd just be bing, bing, bing. Yeah. And after a while, you're just like, oh my God, I, I can Then you miss an important yeah. message Dopamine because bus, yeah. it, was, it was ridiculous. Um, one of the guys who works with us on the Whole Man Academy, we drove down to Southampton a few weeks ago together and he's he's got like, I don't know, let's say 11,000 followers on Twitter. So he's he's quite... If you mm. put something on Twitter, you probably get quite a few uh, kind of responses. Mm. And as he's driving along, and he's, he's using it as he's sat now as well, well. Yeah. he's got it, but of course it continually keeps, you know, like Jesus. notification. And it's every time it someone responded well, or likes this. Yeah. And it was driving me nuts. Yeah. Well, I've had to separate myself from my phone in, 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 in different ways at night time now, because <clears> I do work shifts where I have to set an alarm. Yeah. To have an alarm clock and mm. things like that but it's not my phone I keep my yeah. phone out of the room because yeah. if I wake up in the night I get this people who work shifts and know that if you wake up early you've got a 3.30 alarm you start panicking and you'll kind of go what time is it and yeah. you'll, you reach for your phone then you've got a WhatsApp message yeah. you read that at 2 in the morning and it sort of sets you off yeah. and you can't, you can't help while. yourself yeah you can't, but it's interesting because we've got the WhatsApp group, which I find it's great because it's only three of us, but it's when these ones have like 15, 20 people in yeah. and you get like 300 messages and, and I just think like, and you're trying to process all that information, it's a lot. And I actually deleted uh, this morning, I had that thing of, you know, say like New Year, spring cleaning, it was a bit like trying to get rid of some emails yeah. and some WhatsApps. Yeah. And God, you know, you go onto WhatsApp groups and it sounds harsh, but you have to sometimes say do you know what I'm, I'm going to start yeah. leaving are we some. still in our men's health what's yeah. that yeah. I, I, noticed I, that. I, I, hover, I hovered over that I'll give you guys a chance but one of them was a, we, only, we only messaged like three times a week so one was, was a family one was like a family uh, what's that and it's not my family it's part of Emma's family Oh, I see, and it's yeah. funny how but I just got to the stage I'm like do you know what I, I, I'm so and I mean busy with the whole man academy and all the other things that I don't need extra uh, yeah. info coming in that's uh, unnecessary to me well, so I, a I deleted people, it a lot of people use social media and whatsapp in particular I think to project anxiety so if I'm on mm. a course or with people at work if people have got a problem they sort of put it on there and then yeah. it almost manifests and sometimes it'd be quite quite negative and it's interesting because I mentioned David Gandhi we should bring that story in mm. because you said to me you know if you mention a male model in the last 10-15 years and good looking men his name will probably come up instantly you yeah. think that guy's got no problems but well, he, there's a question. even he no. felt insecure about yeah, name, Instagram name like another male model uh, D- Derek Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's struggling. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny when when David spoke at our uh, event back in March at um, at Geese and Hawks. Um, the actual event was kind of entitled "Strength Through Style," and you know, the question we were asking was, "Does you know how you present yourself, what you wear, mm. you know, the the um, the way that you generally kind of you know drape whatever clothes around you and and and." let's say, take care of yourself, does it yeah. affect the way you look and feel? And I think, you know, resoundingly for, for everybody, was it yes? Yeah. I mean, I, I find you feel that, proud of yourself yeah. to a certain yeah, if you, extent, if, yeah. you know, well, It's not saying that if you're dressed up, you can't not feel good. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be a suit, it, does it? It, it yeah. depends what works for you. But we all know that for most of us, you know, on days when you go out and you, you know, wear a, a nice suit or you're dressed up something, you just feel that little mm. bit more than, than a day yeah. when you're in your pyjamas at home and you've got fluffy well, hair. Well, even James has got a special sort of workout outfit, haven't you? It's, it's not... It's, my, my, it's bes- my, my it's bes- for twin set. Yeah. yeah, but it's bespoke, isn't it? I suppose yeah, you feel... So it's, an, it's, it's, it's very for the environment that makes you feel good. The best premium quality. Yeah. <laughs> but get, but get, so, yeah, I do feel good when I have good clothes. I mean, I like... It's always something I've, I've had a bit of a passion for is clothes, and I do feel good yeah. about myself if I'm, if I'm wearing something I'm, I'm happy with. Mm. So, and then, But Gandhi was saying that he felt a little bit insecure by... The Instagram bots. And yeah, stuff I mean, like he, that. you know, he's, uh, he's, um, what's he, a year younger than me now, and we're both, uh, let's say, forty and over. And for him, his, his, you know, his business was his body. Mm. Um, and when you're, um, you know, if you're going to be doing a Dolce and Cabana shoot in tiny, white, white tiny little white trunks <laughs> yeah. uh, in, I don't know, Italy on a beach <laughs> yeah. with some beautiful um, model then pretty sure you want to be looking not just good, but absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I know he said, you know, it, it, um, it got to the stage, it, was, it can be tough to have to keep going to the gym and working out to maintain a, an absolutely perfect physique. Mm. Um, and yeah, for him, he was really honest about the... the um, people think that you know, if, you've, if you're successful, maybe they haven't got any problems in life, but you, know, you still have your challenges, yeah. um, whether, you know, whether you like it or not. Things are kind of still going to throw themselves at you. 
Um, and he's he's a bar probably unobtainable for for a lot of us certainly in his, his natural genetics, James. But in that kind of physique aspect, that's mm-hmm. another point, isn't it? I suppose that we have to sort of, I guess, edit what we look at on social media to make ourselves feel good and not maybe follow people like like yeah. yourself with inspiring fitness messages who aren't necessarily showing how ripped they are and, yeah. and barking you know carnivore diet at you mm. or whatever it might be. They're just you know just giving you healthy tips and and, and a kind of collaborative mood because it yeah. can be a lot of Instagram which is another social media which can almost make you just feel bad can't yeah, it yeah I, 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 I have a love hate relationship personally with Instagram I think uh, you know we do get a bit um, drawn into other people's lives and really we lose a bit of focus of our own mm. so you know being um, I mean someone that uses Instagram for fitness industry I don't worry about what other people are doing and looking like and actually what they're promoting in the world of fitness because it can get quite irritating and frustrating. Um, there's a lot of fake people on Instagram, but however, mm. I still have that enjoyment with it, but I've managed to sort of actually distance myself away from things that I don't really want to you can meet good, with. You so. can meet good people through oh, it. Well, I, I, it's just I a good part. Yeah. We've, we've had, I mean, my wife and I, we both do Instagram. We do lots of Instagram in our family because it's great because our family can see pictures of our children and we can put things yeah. up that we want people to see. But I think you can portray a life that's not real mm. on Instagram. Well, it's selective uh, sharing. Yeah, isn't it? it's, yeah, it's polished. You only, you only post up what you want to and the good pictures. And that's the way, yeah. So I only you got some up, beautiful, only, beautiful only, pictures. At fitness underscore pro. Perfect, <laughs> but, but it's just a perfect image. That's interesting because it plays into that, that lifestyle thing. And I think with mm. men, we can feel dissatisfied when we have yeah. kids and we start to look at people who are going on exotic holidays and, yeah. and rock climbing yeah. and stuff. And we think, oh, feel a bit but I've got, I'm going down to the shops with a yeah. kid in the buggy I'm or whatever. Not, I guess I'm not like I was. I've just turned 40. I'm not like I was when I was 30. Yeah. When I think back 10 years ago and I was celebrating my 30th in Vegas... <laughs> before children before, I was a specimen but that wasn't documented on social seven, media <laughs> 7% body fat it was before the day of social media yeah. 7% body fat and I was walking around 7% I think it was about 7 or 8% Jesus I was quite, but, that's almost unhealthy is it or is it uh, I felt pretty good but you, I was probably I was I was yeah. very lean and to get like that you are training and you are eating clean yeah and that can get that can mentally can be quite tough and that can make yeah. it quite irritable actually yeah um, I wouldn't go back to that Especially if That's, you're not competing or... Yeah, yeah why, why? I was... Yeah. I think just taking the fitness to a whole new level sometimes and it was a little bit like, well, I'm turning 30, so I'm... But it's your career as well, well, I suppose, so... I'll tell you what, yeah. it's, good to, it's good sometimes good though, to, to test yourself to see... Uh, how good a body you can get. Well, that's what I found yeah. just because... Also, I was single, so guess what? As mm. the old saying goes, you do the curls of the girls. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed having that where you... Um, tried to get to the stage where you had a men's health cover model body yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it takes years it, doesn't it, it? it was oh, it, exactly it yeah. was, it a lot was, of the men's it, health covers guys are probably yeah. in their yeah. late 30s they've been doing it for 15 years yeah. Yeah. and you forget that that's their job so yeah, yeah, you had it. a full time job yeah. and you were trying to yeah. you know. well I, I at that time I probably do about three months on the 16 and 8 where I was kind of doing you know a 16 hour cycle where I'm, I'm fasting mm. in 8 hours oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. so I wasn't having breakfast till 11 o'clock but between the hours of 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., oh, you wouldn't want, want to be around me. Mm. I was irritable as yeah. hell because yeah. food is a big th- part of my life. Yeah. I'm a yeah. real foodie. Yeah. So I wasn't having breakfast till 11. So and again, it comes down to that fact we are going to, not to be morbid, but we are going to die and we're being inspired by that, aren't we, to try and yeah. enjoy, enjoy yeah. ourselves. I can think of it as I'm 38, <laughs> I start to feel about that. You think, hang on a minute. It wasn't good for me mentally. The only thing suffering is not, if you, don't, mm. if you have to, my wife always said to me, she's a lot more relaxed person than that. She no, a lifestyle is enough for you anyway. Why be stressed about yeah. it? I agree with that. Get a but striker balance. Yeah, you know? yeah, that That's is the thing. It's, it's, as I've got a bit older, um, you know, you start to realise that actually you know, maintaining what you thought was for you the perfect physique b- became more difficult. And again, yeah. especially when you've got yeah, kids, yeah. Uh, it, it ain't happening at all. Oh. When you're being and it's also about the, the social side of as you get mm. older accepting that maybe you don't want to do that you don't yeah. want to go out drinking cocktails till two yeah, in the morning and right. things like you've changed yeah, like brilliant. say you changed and, yeah. and it, but when you look at social media and people are doing that's that right. you sort of feel oh I'm missing out but then actually yeah. you think no I did that and yeah. that's a different, that's different right. phase different stage. in life isn't it I'm actually uh, a, a, a perfect Saturday night for me is to spend some time with a, with a wife and yeah. actually you know walk uh, down to bed and, uh, and have a glass of wine with her that, that, that is a perfect Saturday night and that's where life has changed yeah. yeah. but um, you do turn chapters and, and things don't stay the same mm. and I think it's you know that's just life the way it goes with, with, with your training training for different events or you're, you're training for your, your, your tough mothers etc or actually you're just trying to keep me fit and healthy yeah. and that's where I'm at in life now is training fit and healthy yeah. I'm not going to be a Gymshark model anytime soon no. I'm in the fitness industry and that's what I enjoy doing I have a passion for it 
and I like to inspire others to be better versions of them. Yeah. But um, in terms of getting down to seven, eight percent body fat, <laughs> get it. No, I'll try to get that to 17. I'll I think stay fit and healthy. I'll drink <laughs> enough water, but I'll have the odd glass of wine again and again. And I'll get, keep myself mentally... That's 60% body fat at the moment. We'll see. Uh, but but, it's, but Auntie, I'm looking forward to this because we we've done 44 minutes. This is supposed mm. to be a taster podcast yeah. of, uh, of Saturday at Dalesford Farm. You're looking for, I mean, because I guess the idea is if people want to come and get a ticket on Saturday, Dalesford Farm, 9am start, be drinks, we'll have a chat, we'll meet everyone, we'll have an informal conversation. Won't be that many of us, so it'll be really sort of interpersonal and people can bring things up and I suppose the idea is about us all talk sharing ideas about how to feel good fundamentally isn't it yeah I mean that's it's one of the things we always say at Whole Man Academy events actually is it doesn't matter what age you are everybody's an expert in the room yeah you know we've all got uh, our own life experiences and you know you've learned from other people and actually for us that's one of the things that uh, we we encourage guys who come along to our events. We bring experts in to talk, but often we have other guys who you know it's a very let's call it an open forum where we always say if you want to chip in at any point, don't feel like you've got to kind of hold off on that question. Mm. Just chuck it out there. You know, there's no stupid questions, but I can think of some. Um, <laughs> but you know, just if you're not sure or you've got something to contribute, um, and I remember once actually we'd gone off topic at one of the Holman Academy events, but one guy uh, I was actually doing a talk just about. Um, let's say just making a decision about something instead of kind of procrastinating and uh, I'd read a great book um, written by a, a lady called um, Bev James and it was called Do It or Ditch It and you know the, the main point of the thing is if there's these kind of decisions in life that we all kind of spend our time going oh I'm not sure if I should do this or that. it's mm. like do you know what make a decision yeah, just yes yeah, or no yeah. and, then, and yeah. then deal with it and one of the guys popped up and said well actually I'm you know he was in his uh, mid 40s and he said well we've been thinking about having a, a baby with a, a new partner for a while and I just don't know Yeah. Um, and that took us off on a tangent of other guys who are a bit older saying well look you know for some people it's the best thing you've ever done but yeah. you can spend that you know guess what no and one's getting younger and, yeah, and you, paralysis by analysis exactly, yeah. make a decision um, yeah. and you know there's never a perfect moment sometimes change this. is good just for itself as yeah well. so it's but I think it's, the whole thing comes out as conversation as well as there's so many aspects to it like the one thing I think sleep the last few months has become a big issue for me. Not that I've got a newborn baby like you guys, mm. but because I've realised that with my work, I need to factor that in and have plans around it. Almost like, you know, no caffeine in the afternoon ahead of early yeah. shifts and, yeah. and stuff. And I think that's a big one for me and, and trying to carve out a routine yeah. with a sort of unstructured work routine. Um, and I suppose that's the thing, James, that hopefully people come along on Saturday will get different snippets from different yeah. arenas that, that might that might resonate that's with true. them. It might be running around the block it might be doing press ups it might be more sleep it might be going out with their friends more and having a cup of tea yeah. whatever, it, whatever it is well my approach is you know, never to sort of sit down in front of them and wag the finger and say you know you're living your life and that's yeah. how you everybody's different everyone's lifestyle is going to be different their work commitments obligations and family they're all different stages in life and I think it is establishing what works for you and, and, and understanding how you can apply yourself to being a healthier person or being a better version of you there's so many ways mm. around kind of the word wellness and you know, whether it's what we eat and how we approach nutrition and what how we, know we about feel it. how we feel subjectively the exercise yeah. approach you know, there's different there's not just a one size fits all plan and there's different ways of, of being active and um, I think just getting the, the fundamentals in life i.e. Mm. we've touched on the importance of sleep yeah in terms of the movement, we can't be stationary and sedentary. We'll and expect you know to get to 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 be a fit and healthy person if that's the case. Yeah, drinking sufficient amount of water and just controlling those kind of you know naughties in life with the would be the wine consumption or the, you know, too many chocolate cakes. You know, just getting some level of discipline and control mm. to ourselves doesn't mean to cut it out, but it may mean cutting down slightly in certain areas. And also socialising with, with like-minded people, and as much as we socialise with our wives yeah. and, and kids, it's nice to have yeah. a, a sort of male perspective mm. on a, a similar yeah. thing as well, which is, today's been fun actually doing this and meeting for a coffee, I think that's hopefully what Saturday will be like as well, it's just having a chat, because sometimes you yeah. say like, blokes, as we get older, we're not great at orchestrating social events. Yeah, well also, I think, um, I mean, there was a great uh, article, it was written in the paper, but also it was a chap who um, posted a video on LinkedIn about you know guys maybe in their, let's say, 50s plus, who um, often just don't have many friends, mm. um, which sound, as he said, it sounds a bit sad, and it is, but actually for a lot of us, you know, the slightly older generation of guys. Um, it was work, wasn't it? It, it, was, it was work, yeah. and then maybe when they're either retiring or, you know, maybe those guys aren't likely to have been on WhatsApps and Facebooks and Instagrams like we will have, have been by the time we get to that kind of yeah. age of your 50s plus. Um, and sometimes with our events, 
I would say it's not just about what you learn whilst you're here, it's the people that you meet. Yeah, and, and someone's welcome to come along when they're 17 and looking to maybe mm. even like plan a path as they get older for, yeah. or get advice from, from us as much as hopefully it'll be. But well, I think we, it'll be, and this could work on Saturday, people might get together and, and find someone who lives locally be it around here in, in Kingham or, or further afield and people coming from Oxford and actually think, oh, you, I'll meet up with this guy for coffee and talk mm. about training for Tough Mudder or, yeah. or whatever it might be well, or, that's we, or we, taking up cycling together. We've found with our events that actually um, you know, new relationships have kind of developed from just these guys who I didn't even know because they happened to get chatting and be sitting next to each yeah. other. And then you find that they're doing some collaboration mm. together or mm. something. Some synergy. Uh, and, and of course, you just, I would say, you, as you say, it's like surrounding yourself with the right people. If you're going to put yourself out to go to things and meet new people, and it's just getting out of your comfort zone, but actually, it can be a bit daunting. Mm. Like we've all been to, I've been to events and Tony Robbins stuff where you might be in Miami wow. and you're sitting in a room with 5,000 people. Do you have to walk on hot coals? I did, Robbins? yeah, wow. I did that in, uh, in London. <laughs> Um, amazing. But they'll be like, right, and you know, we're now going to break, and you're <clears> going to talk to the person, and you think, oh, come on, friend. oh Christ, I, I can't, I don't want to do this. And then when you finish, it's yeah. great. Yeah, because sometimes as we get older as well, I know I've got friends from childhood, but there's times when they prefer to play golf with a mate they've got, or mm. because it just fits them yeah. right. And I work weekends and it doesn't fit with mm-hmm. them, and you just have to work with people, and it's been open to that, isn't it? Sometimes socially. Yeah, totally. I think one of the things we, especially on uh, on Saturday at the at the event is actually chucking out one or two what we call beautiful questions. Mm. Um, and you just say to the guys, you know, it's not about just buns on seats and you sitting there listening to us three clowns. Yeah. Um, it's about saying, okay, well, do you know what? We're going to reflect this back on you. We're going to ask you a question and just chat to the guy next to you or whatever you for, for five minutes and see what comes up. Mm. Um, and that's where we see the uh, energy in the room when we've done it at our events really change, um, mm. especially our full day events because... You know, you've just got that much more time. If you're there from 10 till 4, you've got a bit more time to play with. Mm. Um, yeah, I think socialising, sleep and socialising is a big one for me, actually. Mm. Because working weekends and, and evenings, I think that's been a tricky thing for me, is to keep that regularity of, yeah. of contact with people as well, which is a big thing as you get older. Because we, I mean, I don't know about you, but I always used to grow up with almost you know, posses of 10, 15 friends as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then at university, there's big groups of mm-hmm. men all lived in. And I think that is, is it's great that there's... We're now creating like the whole man academy, and hopefully Saturday will be like this. Just opportunities for, for blokes to get together and have a bit of camaraderie. Yeah, no, it's uh, this is where I think sort of modern day man is moving in terms of yeah. our, um, just being a bit more open. I think we've always been very closed and wanting to keep yeah. ourselves kind of enclosed. There are problems to ourselves, and we might share little bits <laughs> of this with our wife or little bits with someone. But actually, uh, I think we we are becoming. There's more awareness around our our health and well-being yeah and um, we are just surrounded by you know digital technology and be under pressure from you know whether it be work obligations or your boss and your and your wife and the commitments are yeah, the same thing I yeah. Think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah effectively the over the yeah. overarching boss is the wife yeah the big boss yeah <laughs> <laughs> gents it's been an absolute pleasure Anthony look forward to Saturday thank you look forward to it James Golden yeah. fitness as pro. always yeah great hope this has been interesting I really look forward to 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 work to being involved on Saturday with you guys. So, yeah, that's yeah, great. Be fantastic. Be fun. Fantastic conversation. Dales for Farm Saturday. And Anthony, quickly, because if people can't make it Saturday, the Whole Man Academy runs regular, almost similar events, maybe not specific to, to fitness, which we'll talk about with James a lot on Saturday, but that general, I guess, thing of being a, a 21st century male. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about getting guys together, generally to talk about mindset, uh, mental strength, resilience, you know, building confidence. And um, and in theory, our next event will be on the 1st of February in central London. Okay, brilliant. And the Bamford Social will be streaming our event on Saturday here at Dalesford. And that'll be so on their Instagram? That'll be on their Instagram. So Bamford on Instagram, search for Bamford. Bamford, at Bamford. Yep. Cool. You'll be able to, to, to see the, the event live. They are streaming it. Brilliant. Well, thank you, guys. Hope you uh, like this, uh, this podcast as well. Whole Mind Academy is on social media with Anthony Fitness Pro, James on Instagram. I'm Ed Draper 81 on Twitter, which is uh, my main active social media, but Ed underscore Draper 81. I'm a sports broadcaster in the UK, but as you can tell from this podcast, big interest in health and wellness and uh, making us all feel good and hopefully being a part of that conversation. If you like the podcast, do rate it on iTunes and we'll speak to you again very soon. Thanks for tuning in.